you know, I was in my meeting today and they still said, nobody knows about registration. We need to do more communicating about registration. What the heck can we do to tell people about pre-K and kinder and new student registration being online? Anybody got any ideas? I'm fresh out. We need to find the audience to be able to just drive this message home. What if we ask the kids what we should do? Not a bad idea. All right, we really need help. We're fresh out of ideas. Can you help us? I will do that. Do you have any good ideas? Yeah. Good. I'm glad we have you on board. Let's hear your pitch. Magic, magic, magic. I think we should do a meme. Everybody likes memes. Hey, hey, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Kindergarten and pre-K registrations are open now. Not me. Why are we doing this again? I don't know. Maybe we just do another email. Sounds good. Damian Thompson. I'm a graduate from C.C. Mason Elementary. I will be going to Danielson Middle School. And I am excited to be going to Danielson Middle School because I will be enjoying my three years there with my mother. Thank Introducing you. Bruce Gearing. Thank you for that introduction, Damian. And I'm so happy you're going to be part of the inaugural class of Danielson Middle School next year. Leander ISD. I wish to take this opportunity to address what's happening in our country at this time. In Leander ISD, we unequivocally condemn racism, discrimination, and exclusion of all kinds. Our hearts are broken. The killing of George Floyd and others has profoundly impacted our nation and reminded us that we live in a world where racism undeniably exists. We acknowledge that racism exists in Leander ISD too. But our students matter, each and every one of them. We know it is time for action. As we cope with uncertainty, we must partner with our community to create equitable and inclusive environments for our entire population. We create a better future for our students when we stand against racism and value the diverse culture of our community. Hope is not enough. As Leander ISD, we demand equity. Thank you. And with that, let's go do some learning with some of my friends. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Hot Topics with Let's Learn with Bruce and Friends. I'm Chief Communications Officer Corey Ryan, and here are some of Bruce's friends and our Leander ISD experts and with answers to some of our hot topics, the, the things that we know are in your hearts and on your minds in Leander ISD. First, let's start about talking with our uh, Senior Executive Director for Instructional Professional Learning, Susan Cole, about what are the focuses for professional learning for our Leander ISD staff? Hello, I'm Susan Cole, and I'm the Executive Director of Instruction and Professional Learning. 
and um, just giving you a few updates about our summer professional learning offered. So first of all, uh, we are offering everything in a virtual way. Some sessions will be synchronous, some asynchronous, and we also have a hybrid model. Um, there will be many sessions offered, some focused on technology integration, some sessions uh, more content specific or uh, instructional practices. We have um, sessions around leadership development and special program support and many, many more. Uh, so we're excited this summer to um, offer these sessions to our staff in Leander ISD. As we continue to plan for the 2020-21 school year, what is learning going to look like? There's a new idea or a, a new evolution of remote learning, and we're calling it virtual empowered learning. What is virtual empowered learning and what is happening for our instructional planning for the 2021 school year? Here's Chief Academic Officer Dr. Matt Bentz talking about virtual empowered learning. Hello, Leander ISD. This is Matt Bentz, your Chief Academic Officer, uh, coming to you right now to talk to you a little bit about instructional planning that's occurring over the summer. Uh, we all know that there's a degree of uncertainty about how school might open in the fall. And so we have a lot of people working in groups and working together to plan for all possible contingencies. What we do know is that no matter what scenario we find ourselves in, we will be ready based on building those contingencies and we will be ensuring that each and every student has a high quality learning experience that enables them to master the grade level standards for, for their classes. Second, we will be following all health and safety standards to ensure that our students are safe and are healthy no matter what facilities opening scenario uh, that we, we are engaged in in August. Finally, we will be offering a new and improved online option called Virtual Empowered Learning which does build in the connectivity and interaction face-to-face -face between teachers and students and students and students that you have asked for in the surveys that we sent out to you. Congratulations again to the class of 2020 as we finished our school year and we're getting closer and closer to our July graduation dates. Is the district considering an outdoor option and what could that look like for July? Here's one of our high school principals Christine Simpson of Rouse to talk about what is being considered for high school graduations in July. Hello, Leander ISD. My name is Christine Simpson. I'm the principal at Rouse High School, and I am here today at Gupton on behalf of all six high school principals to announce after feedback and new information, we are adding a scenario four to our graduation options for July. Gupton will be added to the list of considerations. We will work together to ensure that every senior in Leander ISD has the safest, most traditional option for graduation in honor of the work they've done with us K through 12. We know that this is a difficult wait and we appreciate that our parents and students have given us feedback on these options and we know our students have sacrificed a lot. We don't want them to have to sacrifice the best possible graduation we could put out for them. Thank you and have a great day. What options are available for students for summer learning and how can students looking for enrichment or the ability to catch up access resources in Leander ISD? Here's our executive director for curriculum, Jennifer Collins, talking about just that. 
Leander ISD has a lot of options available this summer for our students who are interested in continuing their learning and their practicing over these summer months. For parents and students who are interested in learning more about our summer school options, you can find those online at leanderisd.org backslash summer school. But for parents and students who are interested in just some additional summer learning, fun, and those kinds of opportunities, we do have a website specific for our elementary students called our Summer Learning Fun Site. On that site, our parents and students will be able to find ideas for continuing to practice and to have fun with some academics over the summer. We are also keeping our remote parent learning hub active over the summer and we're keeping that updated as well so parents can find ideas for content specific um, learning opportunities as well as technology, creativity, and some health and wellness ideas as well. So we encourage you to keep checking back on that website over the summer because we will keep that updated. And then just like always, our parents and students have continued access to programs like Khan Academy, IXL, um, Dreambox, um, iStation, lots and lots of different activities that could be um, continued to be used over the summer. Um, we do have information about our summer required assignments for our high school students online, as well as more information about summer reading for all. And we do encourage you to keep reading this summer because we do believe that that would be an activity that will pay off for all of our students. This wasn't the end of a school year that anybody wanted, but thanks to the teachers, the principals, the leaders in our schools and in our school communities, um, we were able to transition and end our school year with a bang and celebrate and add some normalcy as much as possible and community come together. Here's Area Superintendent Sarah Grissom talking about the end of the school year and the closing of our schools for the 2019-20 school year. Hello, I am Sarah Grissom, one of the Area Superintendents in LISD and have the honor of serving our 44 campuses. And while this year has ended in ways that no one could have predicted, what has been amazing to watch is how our campuses have made student connections right up to the very end. From virtual field days to virtual talent shows, from closing out on their final Zoom class chats um, to our graduation parades, our teachers and our campus leaders have worked hard to make sure that there are special moments as we are winding down this year. It is evident as you see pictures and heartfelt messages that our students and our families are missed terribly. And we look forward to the time when we can all be together again. What does the summer look like for our fine arts programs as we continue to try to keep students healthy and safe while also preparing for a 2020-21 school year? Here's Fine Arts Director Peter Warshaw talking about the summer for fine arts. Hello, Leander ISD, Peter Warshaw, Leander ISD Fine Arts Director here with you to answer a question about what our marching bands are planning on doing for the fall. At this time, we're waiting on further guidance from the University Interscholastic League, as well as from the state of Texas, to determine what our course of action might be in the fall. In the meantime, our directors are preparing for multiple scenarios, including uh, operating as normal, or some uh, variation of what marching band season has looked like in the past. Stay safe and stay strong out there, everyone, and we'll see you soon. We're so excited to welcome our newest school to the LISD family this year. Danielson Middle School Construction is going continuously fast and furious. Here's that school's principal, Mark Kohler, to give you an update about Danielson Middle School. Good afternoon, Leander ISD. My name is Mark Kohler. I'm the proud principal of Stacy K. Danielson Middle School. Leander ISD's ninth middle school opening up this fall. We are excited to invest, encourage, and impact all Bearcats the Stacy K way. 
Stacey K. Danielson was a beloved teacher in Leander ISD, and we hope we can live out her legacy in this beautiful building. Construction is finishing up and should be complete and be ready to go as we receive kids this fall. As you can see right now, I'm in the student union, and it's just another one, it's just one of the beautiful places with inside this building. I can't wait for you guys to come see us this fall so I can show you the rest. Have a great day and be safe. Thank you so much to our Leander ISD experts for helping us respond to the to the hot topics that we know are on the hearts and minds of our people. We know that the hottest topic right now is um, the the response to the the killings and murders and the the protests and the the generations of of racism and systemic racism that we're facing. Thank you to Bruce for weighing in at the top of our show. Um, please know that that is at the top of our minds. Next week, our Equity and Diversity Task Force will be presenting a report out to our Board of Trustees. This was a report um, that we worked with two university professors from Baylor University and Louisville University. Um, we did a survey on equity and diversity with our students and parents and staff. Um, and this is the findings and recommendations from that report. That'll be at next week's board meeting, which will be streamed live on our website, um, leanderisd.org slash board of trustees. You can find that information when, it, when we get closer to next Thursday. Um, and we'll make the report available as well online. Um, before next Thursday, we have our um, State of the District. So this is our 11th um, edition of Let's Learn with Bruce and Friends. Next week is our State of the District. Christina, um, what do you want to share about what people can expect in our State of the District presentation, 9 a.m. on YouTube and on Facebook, just like we're here on this show? Thanks so much, Corey. Yes, I, I really want to send out a plea to um, our students, teachers, staff, um, our parents that were impacted by um, COVID-19. I, I think you could hear the sentiment from all of our district leadership that it was just not the spring that we envisioned. And I think a lot of us are feeling um, the need to sort of process what we've experienced over the last several weeks. And so there is a very unique um, uh, a very unique experience that you can help participate with us through uh, Flipgrid of all things. This is a, an app that many of your students are probably, your children are very, very familiar with. Flipgrid is an app in which we're asking questions and all you have to do is record a response. And um, what we're doing is we're putting together a documentary of how the district uh, responded to um, COVID, the coronavirus pandemic. And, and we did a, a real delicate timeline, a very precise timeline of when you look back on what the district uh, went through from the very, very first press release that we sent out at the very end of February to here we are now in, in June. And um, it, again, like I said, it's a very unique experience. It's a way that you can help participate in the state of the district. And um, for as much as this was a big part of our school year, we do want to just dedicate um, a few minutes to what that was all about, but also expand more on um, the great year that uh, uh, Dr. Gearing has had here with us in Leander ISD. So what, what we'll do is I'll put the comment, I'll put the post in the comments on Facebook. I'll also add that to YouTube as well. We'd just love to hear, um, just to hear you process. I guarantee you it'll be a great cathartic experience. It was for me. Um, I'm going to just admit it right now. <laughs> Remote learning was tough on the Hardys and, um, 
I have four girls and we just, uh, it was a very challenging time for us. And this will be a good way for you to process through all of those emotions and, and let us know by giving us feedback on what that experience was like. And then just also reflect on a lot of the beauty that came out of that experience as well. Thank you, Christina. Flipgrid.com slash LISD COVID-19. She'll put the link in the comments on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, and we're still taking personal narratives um, to go with the amazing stories and the videos and the clips and all the news coverage and things that we are able to use to tell the story of our respondents. And our story is your story. It's the story of our parents, our volunteers, our students, our staff, our teachers um, in, in emergency remote learning. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Now we have an awesome video um, because school's over. The teachers aren't teaching um, like we were just a week ago, but the work continues. And um, one of our big components is our summer feeding program, Child Nutrition Services. Um, and that team has been working hard on our summer feeding, transitioning off of an emergency remote program. And Christina and Garrett from our Let's Learn with Bruce and Friends production team actually went behind the scenes with one of our child nutrition to help tell their story. So let's roll the clip, Garrett. Christina Hardy with School Community Relations. We're out here at Reed Elementary School where they've been doing curbside food delivery service for the past several weeks now. And we're gonna learn how they're gonna continue food service throughout the summer. So hi Jennifer, <laughs> thanks for meeting with us today. Of course. This is exciting. This is our food service delivery. Y'all are doing food service delivery during remote learning. And now you're transitioning into the summer feed program. But here we are, uh, today is the last day of school. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what's going through your mind right now. Uh, it's a lot, I mean, it's the last day of school. It's not how we all intended it to be, but it's still pretty cool that we actually get to serve the kids and get to see the kids' reactions on the last day of school for lunch services. So just walk us through your day. Where do you start? And we can literally walk like through your day. Usually we just come in, get our temperature taken because um, the situation is going on now. We come in and we just prep up and get everything set up for our day. We have one team that does that and then we have another team that comes in here and they're making the food. Oh, wow! So we prep up the, the lunch items and then we prep up the breakfast items. We have one person that will help with cooking the breakfast and we have one that cooking the lunch items. When do they start? When do they start prepping the food, getting everything ready to go? First thing in the morning, we start at like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Wow. Nine o'clock is when we actually start cooking our hot foods for our lunch items. So we all come out here, we set up our tents. We're using the ice cream cooler, so we put the milk and our breakfast items in there. Okay. And then we'll bring the racks out here. There is a system of operation out here as you rotate the food from over here to the actual de delivery point. Wow! Yes. Tell us a little bit about the kids that you see every day. You must have some really remarkable stories about them. It's really great to, one, see the kid, and they really, like, get excited for their bags. It's like when they go to McDonald's and they get their kids' milk. They're really excited about it, and, you know, that just brings them out to us, because that's what we're here for. And so it's like, it just brings tears to your face, because it's so special. It is, and we wish we could just, like, yank the the mask and the sunglasses off and just give them big hugs and smiles, but you know, 
tell me a little bit about this new role of, of being essential. It's really honoring to be calling an essential employee. When they gave us these t-shirts, it's like, you know, it's like an honor to get like a trophy shirt. It's just essential. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just serving lunch. Like I'm blessed to actually come to work and do this, you know, in a time that this is, you know, that we're in. But to give the blessing back to them is even bigger. So typically child nutrition services would take a week off between the end of school until they started back with food delivery service. Instead, they're just gonna make a seamless transition. So Monday through Friday, you can expect curbside food delivery service here at Reed Elementary, Running Brushy Middle School, and River Place Elementary School from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Thank you so much to our amazing CNS workers who just care so deeply about kids and just know that kids can't learn if they're if they're hungry kids can't learn if they don't feel safe if they don't feel comfortable so we're blessed to have some of the best heroic educators um, in the state and the nation lander isd bruce welcome back for q a um we um we're talking in between our meetings about um in between our different segments about um, the presentation from our our equity and diversity task force in our next board meeting so we got the question um, will the board meeting be virtual um, next week and, and will it be available for people to be able to view? Hi, Corey. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we will still be um, in a Zoom board meeting, a virtual board meeting this month. Um, uh, and of course, that's live stream to everybody. And we welcome uh, not only your viewing participation, but also your public comments. So we do have mechanisms for you to be able to participate in the board meeting through public comment. Um, so make sure to check out our website on how to do that. On that same topic of racism, equity, and diversity, there was a question in the chat about training for culturally responsiveness um, that would be available for all, all staff. And we know that there's going to be a presentation, a report at next week's board meeting, and it's the result of our um, our crucial conversations that we had on diversity and equity with um, with our community, with our students. We had a survey. We had a professor from Baylor, a professor from Louisville come in. Um, Bruce, what, what can you tell people about what that report um, could look like and just the idea of providing professional learning on cultural responsiveness and training in general on the topic for, for all staff? So I think it's important for us to understand that this is a very complex issue that affects all of us. And this is not something that we can put a Band-Aid on. It's not something that we can say, you know, here's a set of training and we're going to do this and then it's over. This is the beginning of a long and complicated conversation um, and a lot of listening that we have to do as a district. Um, we've started this conversation actually um, before I even got to the district and the district has been doing some diversity and equity training internally um, for at least a year already. Um, but that conversation is ongoing. Uh, the conversations we had with the community in our two equity and diversity meetings um, were merely an opportunity for us to listen to what is happening outside of our um, immediate internal stakeholders and what is happening outside in the community and what are the effects of, of equity and diversity and racism um, in our district and how do we begin to really open up that difficult conversation 
where we're listening, um, we're expressing, and we're working together with our internal and external community to make sure that we are doing what's right for our students, for our staff, and for our community as a whole. Um, so we are committed 100% to moving forward with this conversation. We know we are not perfect. We know we've made mistakes, um, but we are committed to listening carefully and to working together with our staff, with our students and with our community to make sure that each and every student and employee and adult in our system is treated with equity. Thank you so much, Bruce, for sharing that. And we're all looking uh, forward to the, the findings of that report and being able to share that out with our community as part of our continuous improvement and efforts. Um, we're getting questions about summer. Um, summer school, we have a question about summer school, which will continue to be pass fail um, for students as we continue to operate and work remotely. And we have questions about um, camps and things being offered. We heard from Peter Warshaw, our Director of Fine Arts and Hot Topics, that we're still looking for guidance from UIL um, about our um, summer programs and our summer practices for marching band and our fine arts programs. Um, we heard from our athletic director, Jody Horman, last week about strength and conditioning camps, which will be starting here next week. We have information about those as we adhere to all of the safety guidelines and, and move all of those outdoors. Um, Bruce, what else can you share about just summer programs and our approach as we move forward um, into the summer and the offerings that we have in the summer for students. Yes, thank you. We uh, continue to be cautious. I will say uh, our buildings are still closed um, for the month of June. Um, we do have task forces working diligently on understanding what getting back together in person looks like um, in order to ensure the safety of our students, of our staff and of our community. Um, we intend to make some announcements about what options are possible in July and August um, on June the 19th, and then we will be making final decisions for which of those options uh, we actually are going to execute in July and August um, by July the 16th. And so we do have timelines laid out for how that decision making gets done, um, but we are working very carefully and looking very closely at what other outside agencies are making, are recommending um, with really the safety of our students, our staff and our community at the forefront of our decision making. Thank you so much, Bruce. And um, before um, we go to your closing message, I just want to give a little bit of information about our performance because we have a special performance. Um, because it's a it's a, a special group. Typically, we like to bring in teachers and uh, uh, we like to bring in students for this performance. But with school out, and we had a, a our nursing team, which cares so much about knowing the component of making sure we keep um, our students, our community healthy, is learning, educating, and we know our parents need resources. Um, and uh, we're we're blessed to have a nursing team that stepped up and wanted to do that. And that's what our performance is after Bruce's closing message is Kristen Wicketts, our Director of Health Services with our school nurses, leading a, um, a animated book talk about a, and they're actually gonna read the book and ask questions and, and guide you. Um, it is the coronavirus book for kids. So it's all about how you can talk to your kids, what kids need to be doing and, and as we have our families stay safe. So thank you for our nurses for 
um, being our leaders in a health crisis and being um, being able to step to the forefront for our performance. It's going to be longer than normal. We hope you stay tuned and watch it all. If not, um, we'll have the video after the fact so you can tune back and watch it and share it and access the PDF of the book. Um, it's, it's accessible and available for anybody to use and republish and for your own learning. And, and with that, Bruce, would you like to share um, some closing thoughts on you know, episode 11? Did you ever think we'd be doing 11 of these um, in State of the District coming next week? Yes, thank you. I, I never uh, anticipated that we would be communicating with our community in this way, but I think it's worked out really well. And I want to thank Corey, you and your team for making all of this possible. Uh, I think it's uh, certainly been healthy for us to communicate out and, and hopefully people are getting something out of it out there. Uh, there is a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. And I truly believe that now is the time for us to come together in these uncertain uh, times and make sure that we're helping each other. So we're not perfect and we make mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. And we appreciate the grace of everybody in this process of understanding um, that we have to help each other up when we fall and we have to be there for each other in order to make this work for all of us together. And so we have the opportunity for a better community as we go forward, if we work together and we help each other. Um, so thank you for being a part of our family. Thank you for uh, trusting us with your most precious resource, your children. And thank you for working together with us as we go forward. And with that, let's go see what our fabulous nurses are up to. Hi, Leander ISD. This is Nurse Kristen, your district nurse. I found a book I'd like to read along with you. And a few of our campus nurses will be making a special appearance. I hope you enjoy it. I'd like to share a book with you called Coronavirus, a book for children by Elizabeth Jenner, Kate Wilson, and Nia Roberts. Illustrations by Alex Scheffler. There's a new word you may have heard. You might hear people talking about it or you might hear it on the news. This is the reason you're not going to school. This is the reason you can't go outside very often or visit your friends. It might be the reason why the grown-up or grown-ups who look after you are at home. The word is coronavirus. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Kim from Four Points Middle School. What is the coronavirus? That's a great question, Nurse Kim. The coronavirus is a kind of virus. Viruses are tiny germs that are so small that you can't see them. They're so light that they can float through the air in tiny drops of water and they can sit on your skin without you feeling them. And some of these germs get inside you. They can use your body to make more germs and that can make you ill. There are lots of different sorts of coronaviruses and some of them infect people. If you have been infected with one of these coronaviruses, all you probably had was a snotty nose or a cough. But when this completely new coronavirus germ gets inside a human body, it causes an illness called COVID-19. When people talk about catching the coronavirus, they're talking about this illness. Hi, Ms. Kristen. This is Lori Parham, school nurse at Vista Ridge High School. How do you catch coronavirus? Nurse Lori, because the coronavirus is new, scientists don't know everything about it yet. But they think there are two main ways that people can catch it. Coronavirus germs live in people's throats and mouths. 
when someone who has the coronavirus coughs or sneezes or breathes out, the germs come out through their mouth in tiny drops of water. Though you can't see the germs, you can sometimes see tiny drops. In cold weather, they make a cloud of steam. So if someone else accidentally breathes in the air with the coronavirus germs in it, they would probably get the illness. It's easy to get the coronavirus germs from inside your body on your hands when you touch your nose or your mouth. If the person with the coronavirus germs on their hands uses a door, the invisible germs can live on the handle for hours. When someone else opens the door, they get the germs on their hands too. And if they touch their nose or mouth, the germs can get into their body. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Susan from Cox Elementary. How do you catch the coronavirus? Nurse Susan, some people, particularly most children, hardly feel ill at all when they get the coronavirus, but they still have coronavirus germs in their body that they could give to someone else by mistake. When they get the coronavirus, lots of people get coughs and high temperature. Some people also have a headache or aches all over their body. People are usually ill for a few days, but bodies are amazing things. When a new germ like the coronavirus gets into someone's body, their body knows that germ shouldn't be there and starts killing it. The body has an amazing weapon against viruses called antibodies. Tiny cells in your blood make antibodies to fight each different virus invader. The antibodies catch the viruses, then the blood cells swallow them up and destroy them. And then the person gets better. Each of us has more than 10 billion different kinds of antibody inside us. That means there are more different antibodies inside you right now than there are people in the world. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Misty from Aiken Elementary. Why are people worried about catching the coronavirus? Good question, Nurse Misty. Nearly everyone has a body that is healthy enough to fight the coronavirus, but there are some people who find it harder because their bodies are not as strong. They might be people who are more than 70 years old or already have other illnesses like cancer that might make their bodies weaker. They may need more help to fight the coronavirus. This means they have to go to the hospital and they might need to use a special machine called a ventilator to help them breathe. However, Sometimes this might not be enough to help them get better. And if that happens, then sadly, they might die. That's why these people really need to stay home, away from anywhere they might catch the coronavirus. They won't be able to have visitors. That might mean you won't be able to go and visit some of your family for a while to help keep them safe. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Suzanne from Nauman. Is there a cure for the coronavirus? Nurse Suzanne, most people get better from the coronavirus by themselves, but doctors and scientists want to help everyone do that quickly and safely. Doctors don't have a cure for the coronavirus yet because it's a new illness. Some medicines that doctors already know about might help, so they're trying them out on people who are ill. But even if they don't work, scientists are also working on making completely new medicines for the coronavirus that no one has ever had before. Another thing that scientists are working on is a vaccine. A vaccine is a special medicine that is usually injected into your body while you are healthy. Inside the medicine are weak or dead virus germs. 
the antibodies in your blood can practice killing these germs so that if you catch that virus, they can start fighting the live virus germs faster. You probably already had some vaccines when you were a baby, so that means you won't get some illnesses. It takes many months to make you new medicine. Before you can give it to lots of people, you have to make sure that it is safe for everyone, so you have to try it out carefully on a few people at a time. Then when you know it works and is safe, you have to make enough for everyone who needs it. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Heidi from Westside Elementary. Why are places we normally go to closed? Nurse Heidi, although lots of people will get better from the coronavirus, it's really important that people who might become very ill don't catch it. This means we need to make sure that as few people as possible get the coronavirus so that we don't pass it on to anyone who might become very ill. And if lots of people get ill and have to go to the hospital at the same time, then hospitals will get too busy to look after people properly. It's so easy to get the coronavirus that we need to be very careful that we don't get too near people who don't live with us. And that's why all places where lots of people are together, like schools and libraries, are closed at the moment. The government of this country has said that people can only go outside their homes if they really, really have to. Some people like doctors or nurses or people who work in food shops or people who deliver things to our homes have to go out of their homes to go to work. Most people can also go out of their home if they need to buy food or to exercise, but they must be very careful not to go near anyone else. If you or anyone in your family feels ill and thinks they might have the coronavirus, you can't come out of your home for all of two weeks. We all have to stay at home to protect the people who will find it hard to fight the coronavirus. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Tara from Cedar Park High School. I was wondering, what is it like to be home all the time? Nurse Tara, sometimes being at home with the people you live with can be great fun. You can do things together that you wouldn't normally do when you're at school or when the grown-ups are at work. Being at home all the time can make you have certain feelings. Sometimes you may feel bored you're gonna miss your friends. Sometimes you're gonna feel angry. Sometimes you're gonna feel sad. These are all normal things to feel. And everyone who lives with you probably feels the same way sometimes, even if they try not to show it. The grown-up or grown-ups who look after you might also feel worried. Sometimes they might feel worried about work. Sometimes it might be hard for them to buy the things you all need, and that might worry them too. If you are worried, Talk about your worries with a grown-up who looks after you. If you are still going to school, maybe you could talk to a teacher. Or maybe you can talk to a teacher or someone else in your family on the phone or by using a computer or a tablet. Hi, Nurse Kristen. It's Nurse Tina from Winkley. What can I do to help? Great question, Nurse Tina. You are already helping a lot by staying at home. But you can also help by taking extra care to make sure you don't catch or pass on the coronavirus to anybody else. Did you know that viruses are killed by soap? If you wash your hands really carefully and for long enough, you won't have any coronavirus germs on your hands. You can sing a song while you wash your hands to make sure you're washing them for long enough. Long enough to sing happy birthday twice. If you have to wipe or blow your nose, use a tissue and put it in the bin straight away. Remember to wash your hands too because the coronavirus lives in your snot and can get onto your hands 
from the tissue. If you have to cough or sneeze, do it into the inside corner of your elbow, not on your hand. Then you can't give the coronavirus to other people that way. If everyone does these things, it'll make a big difference. Another important thing you can do is to be kind to the people that you live with. Things will be different and perhaps difficult for all of you. If you live with brothers and sisters, you might sometimes find them annoying, but try not to fight with them. If you live with grown-ups, maybe you can help them by doing what you've been asked to do or giving them a big hug. If you're not at school, do your schoolwork. It will help to keep your mind busy so that you won't be bored. And then when you go back to school, you will have learned a lot. If you don't have a screen of your own, talk about how you can share screen time fairly with everyone who needs it. Remember, grown-ups who live with you might have to do work as well. If they do, you can help them by not disturbing them when they are trying to work. Then they will be more likely to have time to do fun things with you. Maybe you can make a list of things that you would like to do with them. Hi, Nurse Kristen. This is Nurse Paula from Laura Bush Elementary. What's going to happen next? Nurse Paula, this is a strange time for everybody, and it's happening all over the world. But if we are all careful and we all stay at home, we are doing what we can to stop the coronavirus from spreading. And that gives the scientists and doctors time to work out how to cure the illness and maybe stop people from getting it all together by using medicine and vaccines. One day, quite soon, though nobody knows exactly when, you'll be able to visit people you love who don't live with you, play with your friends, go to school again, and do lots of other things that you enjoy, but that you can't do right now. One day, the strange time will be over. Once it's over, we will know we did it together.